Hello, folksy, and welcome to Azeroth Coasty to Coasty. I'm your hosty, Gabriel, and these are my co-hosties, Chris. Hello. And Kevin. Hello. Last week, we talked about the Allied Races and called you all to give us your suggestions for what you want to see for new allied races in the future. On this episode, we're going to sit around and bitchy and moany about challenge modis and stuff. Uh, dear podcast, I don't think I like you anymore. You used to watch us record, but now you just stare down at the floor. All right, boys, how you doing? That's dirty. Good. What was Gab, that, I just like to point out that you missed the that you missed being able to say the hosty with the mosty. I specifically chose not to do that. I just wanted to put Y's in there for some reason. I just wanted to make everything kind of sing-songy, and it didn't end up being sing-songy at all. Because you didn't sing it, boy. (laughs) I know. I'm a bad person. It's okay. Um, So, uh, Kevin, how's your week been, buddy? Very good. Very good. I actually got my challenge appearance for my holy weapon. Yay. It looks pretty cool. It's got kind of whiskers or feathers on it. It's weird, but it's fun. Um, okay. And then we've been, I don't know if you guys know this, but we've been doing a bunch of runs trying to prep for a, a Mythic Plus 15. Okay. So um, a group of us from the the raid group have been meeting to prep for that. We did some uh, carry runs yesterday um, on some like eight and nine keys for lower Kara, which is what we got the plus 15 for. So we did that to try to figure out what trash pulls we wanted to do and um, should be really fun. We're trying. We're going to attempt that tomorrow morning. All right, well, that's good yeah. to hear, buddy. And um, yeah, I did some engineering. I uh, made the portable mailbox, and I made Jeeves. So nice. um, some You're things that like we can use in more expansions behind. And all right, <laughs> yeah. But it was fun. I I got to go to some old dungeons and do some old content, and, and f- it was kind of cool. And fair enough, Jeeves is more reliable than the current one, so. Yes, I'm not denying that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can sell to it. And there's a few people on our raid that are complaining that they can't sell their grays to the uh, auto hammer. So, or why don't you all just have like old school repair bots? Then they're cheaper to make. Or a yeah, or a mammoth, uh, or a guild herald. I don't feel like going back and like doing all that mining. I just have a mammoth and we uh, a yeti, and we can just mount up and transmog on it. Well, it's the the mammoth is not available everywhere in Argus. You have to, and or Taurus. in Taurus, you have to use it in certain places. Oh, I forgot about writing too. But we also, um, we also did the high command, and we're on. Uh, Chris, help me out. I can't remember the one. Uh, how many of you? Oh, you're on the bridge guy. Yeah, the bridge guy. Whatever that I is. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. I just uh, they're numbers <laughs> to me. I killed him. <laughs> We're on the bridge, guy. <laughs> That's all, Chris. There all you right. go. Uh, Chris, how's your week been, buddy? I got my challenge mode vengeance weapon. Hey, Yay. congratulations. I'm so happy. I like three shot it. First time, like 50%. Not bad. Third time, I got up to 3%. And someone on Discord said, Chris, you want to do something? And I got distracted and got knocked off the bit, off the edge. Screwed me over. And then I killed it a third time, so I was very happy. Uh, I also go Ashes of Alar this week. Hey, wow. congratulations. Congrats. You only been farming that since BC. I've been farming that since Barney Crusade, and I'm so happy. <laughs> now you need Memoron's head. Literally, I have now completed everything in vanilla, Mount Wise, uh, completed everything in Burning Crusade, Mount Wise, and now I'm moving on to Wrath of the Lich King. 
Wow. Yeah, have fun with that time loss Proto Drake farm. Oh, that's the one I'm not excited for. <laughs> uh, yeah. We are 8 out of 11 on Heroic. We killed Veramotris last week. Uh, he was fun. <laughs> Literally, um, if you if one person fucks up, it's a wipe. There's one fuck up, there's a wipe. There's no coming back that from sucks. that. Uh, so it was a really tense fight, but when we got it, it was like we had just killed Argus on Mythic. Everyone just cheered. It was so great. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we're, yes, we're eight out of eleven. We only have Coven, Argus, and Antor- uh, uh, Argus and um, Argomar left. I'm very happy for that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Good job. Playing Blaze on heroes, he is really fun. I did like 120k hero damage on him in one game. It was brilliant. Uh, so is he like a bruiser or yeah, like he's a, a bruiser? He's definitely a bruiser. He's, 100% he, he's, a, bruiser. he's a very mobile bruiser. Um, hmm. And I jumped back into League of Legends with the season change and all the Dumb big ass. change, uh, big patch changes. I do it every season just to see how it's pro- how it's progressing over a season. Uh, it's, it's it's a little better than it was last time I played it. There is still those toxic I hate my life heroes like Yasuo and Swain and all that, but. Whatever, it's still there. Uh, Swain. I bought Swain when he came out and had so much fun with him. Yeah. Because he was really broken as shit in the beginning. Well, apparently Sona is really broken as shit right now. And she was my... I bought Sona when she came out. She is my she main broken as shit support. In the beginning. She has been since she came out. And I love her. So I had, I had a lot of fun uh, supporting a couple of games as Sona. It was really good. Um yeah, I, I don't think I could ever go back to playing League of Legends again, though. I try it. For, I try it for like a couple of weeks at the start of a season, and then I move on. Yeah, eh, well, I, I, I can't give you any uh, grief for that. And that's me. As much as I will try, I, I, would, I would give you. I don't want to give grief to you about it. Uh, for me, it has been more Hearthstone. Uh, the meta is really weird right now uh it's solidifying but uh i i crafted kazakis uh i crafted Razakis, randuin um and uh Q-block, and i've been having a lot of fun with that so uh block uh, the, the deck i'm running is just kind of inconsistent so i'm not as pleased with it as i could be uh there's there's still some iteration that i can do uh for some of the other utilizing some of the other Using some of the streamers and how they're building their decks around uh, the low, around the climb. Because right now the problem is, is that the deck I'm running is a legend deck, not really well suited for the climb. So I'm gonna have to take a look into that. Um, I've been playing some Path of Exile. I reinstalled Path of Exile. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun doing that. Uh, you know, scratching my real D3 itch, uh, my D2 D3 itch. Um, more Warframe, of course. I'm always playing Warframe. I'm always keeping up with Warframe. Uh, despite the fact that everybody else hates the fact that I mentioned Warframe pretty much every week, I am still playing Warframe. I'm still loving it. Uh, a lot of StarCraft 2. I'm playing a lot of StarCraft 2 with a uh, friend of the show, Nash Taters, um, doing some Archon and uh, 3Ds and 3s with uh, him and Nikolai, friend of the show. Uh, moron, Mr. Swag. Uh, and a little bit of Destiny 2. And, uh, Destiny, biggest regret, 2018. Destiny do. <laughs> um, like I, I talked about, you know, before, you know, I, I regretted purchasing uh, Borderlands pre sequel and like Brink. This is my biggest regret recently is uh, buying uh, Destiny 2. So, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and jump into our listener feedback. Did we get anything through email, folks? No. All right. We have, uh, I did hear we had some Twitter interactions, though. We did. Uh, so, uh, first off, at Arlie82 said, You guys are totally wrong about Dark Iron Dwarfs. I mean, do you remember how awful Black Rock Depths was? I question the sanity of anyone who did that in vanilla and didn't hate them. Also, I want dragons uh, as an allied race. Obviously, they'd be their own mount. Uh, racial ability to switch forms and a breath weapon. Uh, no. <laughs> to what? Dragons. Uh, yeah. Like like straight dragons, like you know like, your Nas Dormus, your Alex Strazes, your Coral Strazes, yeah. your things like that. No, I, I disagree. Just because dragons as a race are declining what i would say maybe like from a like a from a lore perspective they are a declining race what i would say maybe like a dragonborn type thing yeah like a dnd dragonborn where you know half human half dragon well for that it would be like draconoids like i could see like some type of draconoid kind of deal and i think we mentioned draconoids last week too i think we did um yeah that would be kind of cool but like a full-on like aspect size dragon nah it's just too or big. E- or even like a crassus sized <laughs> dragon. No. Uh, we also no. got a message from Anne the Gamer, uh, which is. Hi, Anne. Hi, Anne. Which is at Anne the Gamer. Allied race idea. Elf, but half blood elf, half night elf. Thoughts? Be interesting. It's a form of half elf, so I'd be happy. <laughs> it's interesting i mean it's it's weird i mean i've I've never gotten behind like half elves i've never been a fan of half elves except for erator i hate you i i it's just me i always played dwarves okay like i was always a dwarf or a halfling or a gnome or you know something like that um or 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 god help me i played a kinder once that was terrible that was a bad idea <laughs> hate kinders a lot most of like my characters really, are half elves. Really I'm hate kinders. Really hate kinders. Or I play like some sort of like monstrous kind of race, like some like half orc or half ogre kind of deal. So it's like I've never gotten behind half elves. It's just like I've always been a punch things in the face kind of character. As someone who sort of plays elves, uh, they play. I play blood elves if I'm on the horde. I play night elves if I'm on the alliance. I am totally behind this idea, one hundred percent. Kevin, any thoughts on any of this so far? I, I don't get it. Half things, I don't understand it. It's when a mummy, well, blood when elf, a mummy and a daddy and elf, have, uh, night elf love each God other very much. We both much. went the same way with that. <laughs> we both went the exact. Same. It's when a mommy and a daddy love each other very much. Uh, they, okay. they stick the penis and the vagina, and a baby's born. All right, that's going too far for our show. This is PG thirteen. That's when? okay. <laughs> it's not. It's never been PG thirteen. So we also had some feedback on SoundCloud. Um, From another friend of the show. Friend of the show, Vish. Yes, that's correct. Um, you can actually add comments like in line on SoundCloud. So Vish added some comments. I'm not going to go over all of them, but she did listen to the etiquette episode and then our latest episode. Which was so, episode 29 and uh, episode 50. Yes. Um, on the eti- etiquette episode, she said that Etiquette is dying. Don't call people out during raids. Uh, keep raid comms clear. And don't pull ahead of the tank. 
And now I think, I, I think the things. raid comes clear. Comet was actually oh my god, yas. Oh my relation, god, yas. Was in in relation to me telling people to shut the fuck up during the Sarfang fight and uh, Ice Crown. <laughs> so yeah. uh, yes, I, I I I in in the interest of you know like true fact reporting, fact based reporting, you know, it, I, I feel it's necessary to mention that the comment was oh my god, yas. Can I yes. just say don't on don't pull ahead of the tank? Um, if you're a BM, if you're a hunter or a rogue, someone who can put threat to the tank, and the tank is aware of it, as long as you're coordinating and you have those abilities, you can do it. But you have to coordinate um, with your tank. I, I think I think I'm just going to follow the Nikolai school of pulling, which is just dot everything and then uh, shadow meld onto the tank. <laughs> Um, and she also had some comments on our latest episode. Um, why did we not talk about dragon people? I, I thought 90% we did. certain we, we mentioned dragonoids. Like, we were talking about it before the show, and we were said, yeah, we need to talk about that during the show. If we forgot that, that's really bad on us. I think maybe we mentioned <laughs> it, but we didn't go into depth. Um, yes, breath weapons, no form switching, but breath weapons would be, yeah, a really nice, like, just, um, like a status effect breath weapon. Yeah. I think that would be nice. Like nothing that actually like deals like significant damage. Yeah, like does a little bit like of a little fire bit of damage, damage or whatever damage, depending on what type of dragon they are. Yeah, I think there would have to be some type of an Alexstrasza type thing from Heroes where you can switch into a dragon. Nope, nope. that would be cool. That, that for maybe me, like a mount. That maybe as a mount. Be, maybe have, as a mount. Yeah, it would either be a mount or it would have to be an entire class. Yeah, they, they like the, for, or like for, an ability with a long cooldown. No, for me it has to be no. either a mount or a dragon class, not a dragon race at that point. His racial okay. abilities are typically short cooldown abilities. They're short cooldown and minimal. Minimal Yeah, effect. they don't really cause too much. It's like goblins with, you know, the, the rocket belt or um, Blood Elves with their uh, mana. Or like with Arcane Torrent. Or like not being able to be interrupted during casting. Hmm. That okay, so you have to understand that would have been amazing in vanilla nowadays, not so much. And it's yeah. not interrupting, it's not not being able to be interrupted, it's you no longer have spell cast delay. So okay. when you take a physical hit while you are casting a spell, um, it re it knocks the cast back like a half second, so the cast takes a little bit longer. All right. Uh, we also had Arlie mention uh, in our Discord channel, which uh, there will be links. There we invite links uh, in the um the thing, the website, in the show notes. Mm -hmm. There will be uh, on the website and in the show notes. There will be uh, an invite link if you want to come and listen to us. We typically just kind of sit around and play video games. Um, uh, mentioned specifically about uh, reposting. I believe it was a Kotaku or a Polygon article uh, about. Yeah, uh, about uh, the Overwatch League not signing a single female pro. Um, specifically mentioned um, that, oh, forget her name, the Korean woman who had all the cheating acquis- acquisitions um, accusations last year. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what her name is. Uh, I think she plays Zarya. Zarya. She was Zarya. Yep. I, mean, yeah. <clears throat> I know you're talking uh, about I can't yeah. pronounce her name. <clears throat> Kim I, Si Young. Something okay. like that something along those lines um and you know it, it, it is it is a major it, it is something you know worth bringing up that you know they did there was not a single female pro 
that was signed to a major team. Uh, and it's something that, you know, you want to kind of dig through and try to figure out what's going on. Um, as always, we, we do know that, uh, especially FPSs, they tend to have a, it tends to skew more towards, uh, male for the player base. Uh, but at the same time, there are several standouts that exist within the streaming world and, not as many in the pro scene, but there are quite a few streamers that are very uh, female streamers that play a lot of Overwatch. Um, I'll be honest, I'm I don't really follow competitive Overwatch or professional level Overwatch, so I don't know how many female pros exist in the game in 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 competition right now. Um, but it, it is interesting that there were no female pros signed at all. Out of what there was, there's what uh, nine teams, eight teams, something like that. Maybe. Um, not entirely positive how many teams there are exactly, but uh it's it's interesting that you know they weren't there weren't any female pros signed at all, period. So that's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I kind of don't want this to be like normal sports where we have to segregate women or you know, not have women, you know, be in the actual scene. Um it would be nice if there was some more cross gender or I don't know cross gender is the right word, but just having more girls in the Overwatch League and other competitive just sports. Just some more representation, period. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, I, I read, I, I skimmed through the article uh, when I was at work on. I think, it, I think it was originally posted Thursday or Friday. I was skimming through the article. You know, some of what they were saying had some bit of sense, but some of it didn't. A lot of it didn't actually. Um, so a lot of it just kind of felt like they were going like the safe route with, uh, what they felt that people were going to, uh, be happiest with. And, you know, like I said, egg I mean, shells. there was eggshells walking on eggshells. Exactly. Uh, you know, I did mention that this player specifically, and you know, I'm not talking about anybody else, but this player specifically did have kind of a controversial 2017. And maybe so, they I didn't mean, take her because of the controversy. No, honestly, no, because that was, some proven, of the comments that was proven that, to be complete BS. Yeah, it was proven to be complete BS, but it's the same way that, you know, um, who is it? Uh, Donovan McNabb, even though his was true, but it's like it, it's it's the rumor and everything that swirls around. It just kind of makes people very nervous, Yeah, yeah not like, especially sponsors very nervous. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm not saying that that's, you know, legitimate reasoning or whatever, but I'm just spitballing that's a possible idea one of the reasons why uh reading through some of the excuses and some of the reasonings why they didn't sign this specific player uh though some of it just kind of smacks of sort of a uh well you know it's a girl thing is if you google search some of it smacks the controversy is going to be one of the first things that come up that's what sponsors are going to see just because yeah. it's in the past and it's been proven not to be true, like without a doubt proven, if you Google her, the, the headlines with those controversies on it are going to be the first things that come up. Yeah. I definitely think, though, that um, she got a little bit of... This player specifically uh, got a little bit of a raw deal. Um, I think that uh, from what I've seen and what I've heard, she's a very good player, very strong player uh, that plays really strongly towards meta. I think that, you know, there there are some objectively bad players currently in the league, uh, especially when you realize that the roster is, what, 12 players? Mm-hmm. It's a 12-player roster. You know, there are some objectively bad players in the league currently, you know? 
she might be better than them. So why didn't this player get a, uh, why didn't she get a uh, better shot? You know? Well, we'll see how it evolves. Maybe it was, you know, maybe it was to avoid the controversy or whatever, but you know, it, it could be any number of things right now. Yeah. We, you know, we're not inside of these, the, the league, uh, the, the owner's heads, we're not in the manager's heads. So we can't give a concrete answer, but I do think, it, there is a there is a pang of bullshit yep. off of all the responses that the organizations gave in mm-hmm. response to why they didn't sign this player. Let's move on to shout outs. Shout outs. We have got our top five countries of the last seven days leading the pack. I believe it was actually the Czech Republic. No, it was U.S. first. It was U.S. first. Okay, mm-hmm. so we had the U.S., the Czech Republic, Japan, the U.K., and Canada. Um, I believe our top three cities was, uh, I'm, I'm going to mangle this, but I'm pretty certain it's Brno, B-R-N-O, in the Czech Republic. Uh, Tokyo, Japan, Moshi Moshi, hi. <laughs> and um, it was a U.S. city. I think it was in Virginia or something. It was in Virginia. Maybe it was Arlington. I'm not positive. I'm not sure. If you're from Arlington or you're from Virginia and you've been listening to a shitload of the show. Um, wait, where's Arlie? <laughs> that might be Arlie. No, I don't know. She's in Boston. Okay. Um, so if you've been listening to a shitload of the show and uh, you like listening to us, please give us any feedback you might have. We love to hear from you. We love uh, we love to shout y'all out uh, when we find out that y'all have been listening. Yeah. Uh, Welcome, so think- Japan. Welcome, welcome to the show, Japan. Um, I think that covers just about everything. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into the news real, real fast. Uh, we're going to go ahead and blitz through this. Uh, Warcraft had some pretty big information come out uh, through the, I think there was a uh, dev video last week or this week. This week, I think. Uh, about uh, esports and PvP and things of that nature. So real quick, 7.3.5 is currently on the PTR. It is set as a release candidate, which means that we may be seeing uh ptr coming off of ptr within the next two three weeks cool so that's a distinct possibility we'll be getting that 7.3.5 update onto the live servers soon uh they did do a pretty big uh video blog vlog or whatever you want to call it about uh esports uh specifically relating to wow arena and the mythic dungeon invitational we're going to go ahead and go through the arena information real real fast this year is going to be the 11th year of wow arena's which, uh, if y'all don't remember, arenas began back in BC. So they have been with the game since the first expansion of the game. Uh, more cups are going to be held this year, and they will be starting very soon. The first weekend of February will be the first EU Cup, with the North American Cup following afterwards. EU and NA are going to be alternating weeks for the first six weeks, or for the first every six weeks, they'll be alternating. So it'll be EU, NA, EU, NA, NA, EU, NA. Um, last year, there were five North American and five European Union Cups. This year, there's going to be nine for each region, so a total of 18 Cups. Uh, the prize pool for each of those Cups is going to also be increased from $6,000 to $10,000 US, it looks like. Uh, the entire year will be broken up into seasons uh, with of six weeks at a time. Uh, the first six weeks are going to represent online season one. At the end of a season, the top four from each region is going to be making it to the seasonal finals. Um, the, the seasons are not tied to the in-game seasons. So, you know, PVP season 35 or whatever it is, uh, uh, are not tied to the game seasons. The rest are, they're just esports seasons specifically for the esports. 
Um, each season's finalists, two per year, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, two per year, the spring and the summer uh, finals, the cups, whatever you want to call them, are going to go to the Arena World Championship. And then also at the end of the year, the top six teams, we're assuming it's going to be by points or rankings, are going to make it to the Arena World Championship also. So that's going to give you a seed field of it looks like um, eight, looks total like eight teams. teams. Looks like eight total teams for the seeds. Uh, community tournaments are still a thing. Blizzard still supports those, and uh, they are not going to be attempting to crush those mercilessly anytime soon. Uh, we are also going to talk a little bit about the Mythic Dungeon Invitational. The Mythic Dungeon Invitational will be happening in the first half of the year. Proving Grounds last year were nice, but there were only eight teams per region invited. Uh, so the first segment of the Proving Grounds, though, will be the same as last year. The second is going to be the time trial. Uh, this year, there will be a complete three dungeons on a certain difficulty level as a challenge. Every team that completes the challenge will be eligible to compete in the time trial on the tournament realms. So uh, there's going to be just sort of this general complete three dungeons. And if you can do it, you qualify for the time trials. Uh, the time trial is going to be cumulative run time total compared to everyone else on the realm. Only eight teams will be advancing from that trial. So uh, for the tournament realm, there will be your total amount of time that it takes you to complete the dungeons will be your final score. Essentially uh, the top eight teams from each region will be completing in the regional final events. It will be a standard double elimination tournament. There's a $25,000 prize pool for each of the regional events. And then there will also be a global final event, which we're assuming is going to be BlizzCon and that will be a live E land event. So that's going to be real interesting to see. Um, last little bit of wow. Uh, you know, uh, housekeeping is going to be changes to the WoW system specs are possibly hinted at coming in Battle for Azeroth with the API updates we've seen on 7.3.5. So these strings that we've noticed are three strings uh, that other people have noticed that we are blatantly copying and stealing from uh, is going to be warning your current graphics API will not be supported in future versions of World of Warcraft, which will require DirectX 11 or DirectX 11 or Metal. Uh, now, DirectX 11, for those of you who don't know, is a seven-year-old standard. So, yeah, if if you don't have DirectX 11 installed or a DirectX 11 compatible video card, might want to possibly move out of the Stone Age. <laughs> and, uh, and those are like video cards from like 2010. Yeah, you so and I looked it up and it was yeah. like 500 series in video cards and things like that. So, yeah. Um Warning, the next string is warning, your current system will not be supported in future versions of World of Warcraft, which will require a 64-bit operating system. Again, 64-bit operating systems have been an option for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, Windows 7 had 64-bit option, uh, mm -hmm. and that was, what, six years ago? Didn't XP even Ten have a 64-bit option? I believe there was a 64-bit <laughs> client version at the very end of XP's life, yeah. life cycle. Most people with a current computer have this. If you've built a computer within the past five years, you probably have a DirectX 11 compatible card and you probably have a 64-bit operating system. Mm -hmm. uh, or you have the option to have a 64-bit operating system. Uh, and then the last string is warning, your graphics card will not be supported in future versions of World of Warcraft, which will require a shader model 5, three capable graphics card or better. Which, again, that's anything basically made within the last five to ten years, give or take. Give or take. Uh, should be compatible with the new standards uh, that WoW and the new base minimum specs that WoW should be uh, getting ready to look towards, which is nice because another gra little bit of a graphics engine update is going to be nice. I, I just feel like we need more engine updates. It's also nice um, that they actually gave us a bit of a warning on it for people who don't meet these requirements. 
Yeah, definitely. Rather than just so throwing that, it at um, us with Battle for Azeroth. They've told us. And if you're yes. playing with a system that is below those requirements, I can't imagine WoW was running really well for you in the first place. I, and yeah, fairness, I can't back imagine in Wrath, I used to run with 10 FPS and like 200 ping just because <laughs> that's all I could afford at the time. So um, Nikolai and Kachi. Uh, so and Kachi's a very good friend of mine who I used to raid with. Um, personal who real real life friend of mine uh he used to play on a laptop and get like nine frames per second during dragon soul so it's completely feasible that there are people out there with these problems but you've got time yes you've been told there's time you have time you can build a compatible computer for two to three hundred bucks give or take if you've got some of the components already some of the stuff that can just carry over Mm -hmm. you can build you can do two three hundred bucks and you can have a computer that will be ready to meet or exceed the current lowest standards required like just Um, to be able to meet the lowest standards you're talking about building a pc that was probably current five or six years ago and it could absolutely be built for you know probably under 300 bucks um, I always strongly suggest if you are looking for something like that, go check out logicalincrements.com. That is a website that uh, is basically a part picker. Uh, but their uh, their choices are always very solid, yeah. and I've used them for quite a while. So um, Diablo 3, uh, the Darkening of Tristram event is live currently. So that is the uh, throwback event back to Diablo 1 style rift. Uh, if you didn't get your shit last time, go ahead and get it now. Uh, beyond that, nothing really to see. Um, two free packs are available of Cobalt and Catacombs. Uh, <laughs> for those of you with Twitch Prime accounts linked to your uh, Battle.net account, so go get your free packs if you haven't already. And I got that without even doing anything, just yep, for having it straight there. If if you've connected your account in the past for any other reason, whenever those things go live, they'll go straight into your account. Yep. That's really nice. Yep. Um, so I heard we got some Heroes of the Storm news, though. Yeah. Uh, Blaze is live, finally, with the latest Heroes of the Storm patch. Uh, so Blaze is the ranged tank, uh, ranged warrior that we spoke about last week. He's very much a bruiser. Uh, this patch also brought in a lot of changes, mostly to the stealth heroes that got the rework at the 2018 update. Um, uh, also came with the Malfurion rework. Hansel got a nerf, um, which I don't think he needed because he's useless anyway. <laughs> LOL, Hanzo. I know, right? Hanzo mains. Um, there was a lot in this patch. Patch notes will be in our show notes, uh, and they're also available on MMO Champion and all other good websites. <laughs> uh, in regards to the season turnover, the season three rewards for 2017 have been added. Uh, we will be getting a golden and spectral cyber steed. The spectral one has a kind of chromatic mane. It looks beautiful. I love it. I thought it was called chromatic cyber steed. Uh, you've got the golden. This says golden and spectrum. Spectrum. What did I say? Did I say spectral? Spectral. I'm. Spectral. Uh, my apologies. Spectrum Cybersteed. Uh, if and uh, okay. Hero League uh, players uh, who earn platinum or higher will get the golden, and people in master or higher will get both. Yep. Uh, cool. Let's see what else we got. Uh, and Team League Bronze or higher will get the regular version. Master or higher will get both. Now this is this is retroactive, isn't it? Like, hasn't the season that this is going to go out for already ended? No. No. Because the thing is, they released the they released a video that had those horses as the season reward. And they were, were not, they were released in the they were released in the the the, the, 
They were mistakenly put in a video that was in last September for in last September's blog. They were not supposed to be there. They are the rewards for this season. Yeah, which Chris I, is right. isn't that season. Season three started nine five or September fifth, twenty seventeen, and ended on December twelfth, twenty seventeen. So this is a retroactive award. Oh, yeah. Bad. So. I, and there's actually quite a few people that are already pissed off about this. They're, 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 that's why I mentioned it because I read some blog posts and stuff on uh, the internet, the interwebs, about how people were upset because you know, oh, so this is a reward for something that well, we won't be able to achieve. Again. Maybe they should have like done it if they were interested in getting in a reward. I mean, it's not like you don't get rewards. Maybe if you didn't know what reward you in were going f- to get. Now, in fairness, I if I don't do. I, if I don't like the mount, I, I don't like the mount. Yeah, if I don't like the mount, I won't rush it. That's why um, I skipped now, last if we season. Are, <laughs> if we are completely fucking wrong about this, if, if I am talking out of my ass and I am completely wrong, please mention it. I, I, you know, if this if this is actually the current season reward, you know, please mention it um, because I'm just kind of going off of whatever I can pull out of my ass at the moment. Um. So yeah. Yeah, so uh, mounts. So Kevin, mm-hmm. going on with Overwatch, buddy. Um, Overwatch League kicked off this week. A lot of people were referring to this as Owl, O W L for Overwatch League. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of stupid. Um, but yeah, all of the matches are being held in the studio in Burbank. Um, and this is when I found out that all of the matches, since all the matches are there, they're not going to occur regionally, and that's kind of a sham. Um, I was looking forward to like actually attending live like a Philly match in Philly, but doesn't look like that's going to happen, at least not anytime soon. Um, Philly did beat Houston and uh, Chris is or yeah, Gavril is from you. Houston. So we won. And fairness, <laughs> Overwatch League is still in its infancy. Yeah. There's plenty of time for regional matches to actually happen in the regions that the the teams are based. So yes. I hope that right. does actually occur. The only thing I care that happens is that London and New York get their asses kicked. No, <laughs> but London is like the only UK team. It's the only one I'm able to cheer for. I don't care because London literally bought an entire Apex team. I know this, but I don't care. There are no, there are no Europeans on the team. <laughs> I think there's like one Europe, like one yes. Swede yes, on the team. Yes, and he he will never we get need, played. We need to make sure that there's regional people on the regional teams. I mean, yeah, this, fairness, this whole idea is a shame. Hold on, hold on. It doesn't in have fairness, to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. But I would appreciate soccer, it. as you Americans call it, what team anywhere is full of their people from Scotland or America? Please and, name and a single team. I mean, even even football or hand egg, as you Europeans call it, doesn't do that. So, I mean, it's just like I, I would like to see some regional players. But at the same time, I also understand that, you know, it, it's just a it's a function of modern sports. It's just how I, it I is. But at the same time, London and New York literally bought entire Apex teams. Celtic for uh, Scottish Premier League. I don't think a single I think maybe three of their players are Scottish. <laughs> Like maybe but three. The, my my issue is that they literally bought an existing team and transported it. I understand, and you know maybe they're trying to stack the deck so that they can. That's win. literally what they I are doing. Know. Them in New York, that is literally what they were attempting oh, yeah. to do. They 100%. literally bought so Apex teams. The the only thing that will work then will be actually like 
the Olympic style thing that they did for um, Overwatch at BlizzCon, if they where they had players like that, from I that would country. Love that. Like if it'd it'd I wish they did see, that yeah. just throughout but, the year. But the problem with that also is that then you know if you don't have a if you don't have a uh, team in Moscow, where are the Russian players going to go? You don't have don't a know. team in Stockholm where the Swedish players are going to go. That's true. But, you know, this way is also kind of shitty, too, where they just, you know, hire a bunch of Koreans to do well for them. That sounded super racist. <laughs> the way so racist. <laughs> Isn't that what they're doing? <laughs> that is literally what they're doing. The but at the same time, it. it was just the way you said it. They're I mean, hiring a bunch of Koreans to do it for them. <laughs> they, I mean, good. London is doing that. It is literally what London and New York, the New York Excelsior and the London Fog. I don't know what we the fuck they're called. We have literally turned into the rednecks from South Park. They're just hire some Koreans. Tell me that one of those teams will not be like one of the top teams this year. I really want to see like though, like on that note, like a regional team played with regional players. I would really love to see a Glasgow Overwatch. No, because it would just be swearing. If you, if they ever, if they ever, because you know, like in Heroes, sometimes you can, they pan to what the teams are saying. If they ever did that to the Glasgow team, it would just be swearing. It would be swearing <laughs> and drinking and like it terrifying would, gingers with would, industrial no, injuries. No, this is Literally turning into beer the fest. Amount of insults towards the other team's mother. No. Well, I, the, the, the bonus part is, is that no one, not even other Scottish people, understand what people from Glasgow are saying. No, so, I mean, don't. Chris, this is not the movie Beer Fest. Okay. <laughs> this is Beer Fest? Unless you're Glaswegian, you don't understand Glaswegian. Yes, yeah, you really don't. All right. Um, Starcraft, absolutely nothing going that. on. Nothing absolutely going on in Starcraft 2. So, don't worry about that. Kevin. Destiny. There was big news in Destiny. There was a uh, dev update that went online that they've been kind of teasing for a little while now. It talks about basically shifting from earning bright engrams, which are the ones that you have to pay for, to actually getting uh, endgame rewards from actually doing endgame content. Go figure. Um, they're not removing Eververse, which is the you know pay real money and get in-game items, but uh, they're lessening the need to actually pay money and um, you'll be able to get some rewards by doing endgame content. This is going to be most nos- n- most notably seen in the um, uh, Crimson Days event, which will occur on February 13th. Um, but yeah, I really highly, re- I highly recommend going to watch the video from Houndish on YouTube, and I put a link in the show notes for that. Um, he kind of breaks down everything that's going to occur and you know, reviews it and tells basically reads the dev post. Um, the link to the dev post will also be included in the show notes. That's all, all right. Uh, do we have any sort of uh, general Blizzard news going on right now? I couldn't find any. Chris, not that I all know right. of. All right, he's not muted. that I know of. Yeah, he's 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 doing something else. Whatever. My bad. Sorry. Um, Hello. <laughs> okay. So- Okay, so we're going to go ahead and jump into our main show topic for this week, which is going to be, uh, which we're actually pretty on time for, um, which is going to be challenge modes in WoW. Alternatively, anything that takes you out of the main progression path and forces you to do something that isn't normal. Well, don't, don't say uh, force. Kind of, yeah, it's not force. These are all something that you forces can do, you out of the normal progression path and makes you do something else. Something that you can do outside of the normal progression path. 
force you outside of the normal progression path. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So it, this isn't specifically just like going through mechanical stuff about, oh, this is what a challenge mode is. This is what old challenge modes were called. This is more going to be sort of like a little bit of a history lesson and kind of a little bit about exploring what currently exists in the system. And what could come from um, the future. And what could possibly come from the future. So uh, the general... Just sort of in general, there is, since the end of BC and the beginning of Wrath, when they implemented the achievement system, there has been one challenge mode or non-linear progression path that exists, and that is the, the raid meta achievements, raid achievements, uh, raid and dungeon achievements specifically. So that's uh, like Sarth Drakes, even though that was still like normal progression. That one, no, that's that's a terrible idea. Uh, this is like getting your proto drakes in Ulduar, or going and getting your frost drakes in ICC. What, what is getting a frost drake in ICC? Like something you right, have so, to do to get a mount. Yes, so there is raid meta achievements, and that rewards you a mount if you complete the meta achievement. And the meta achievement is made up of many smaller achievements, which we've talked about in a pa- in the past episodes when we talked about achievements and meta achievements. And rewards that you could possibly get. Um, and this is so like special these, stuff you have to do during a special boss kill, and then that gives you an achievement, and then you have to get a number of those to get a meta achievement. Is that it? Yes, that's exactly what I was just about to say. Okay. Um, so it, it's stuff like um, in Ulduar specifically. That's something I, I, I just all automatically gravitate towards. Um, there were achievements for getting thrown in Ignis's pot. Uh, so Ignis was a bot, was a bot, was a boss, boss. in, he's one of the, I think he was the second or third boss. It wasn't completely linear at that point. So you he had a choice of which boss second you or third. <laughs> yeah. So he was the second or third boss in, uh, Ulduar. And, uh, one of the things he would do is he would grab you and he would throw you into his pot. And that was typically death. If you didn't get healed through of it or broken out of it. Um, but you could stay in and keep getting. What was that, Ignis, or was that no? I was Coralon the Flame Watcher. Coralon was the the one with the arms. Yeah. No. No. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and stuff like that. And then there was uh, there was the arms one, like we just mentioned, or XT, or the XT bot, uh, which was um, kill his heart, and he goes into heroic. Mode. Kill his heart. And then he goes into his heroic mode. So those were all things that you did that you didn't normally have to do. These were all things that created a special scenario or you had to play the fight in a specific way to activate these things or to achieve these things. Um, and in, on completing those, most people are familiar with the raid meta achievements and the dungeon meta achievements because those typically reward stuff. Okay. Um so we're not specifically going to be talking about like normal progression. It's not going to be like going to Mythic or doing Mythic Plus or anything like that. This is going to be more about the things that you do that you normally wouldn't do. Or uh, usually for some kind of a reward or notoriety or something. Something like that, yeah. So, Chris, did you want to talk about that first one, which is like the first challenge mode that... You can know you could kind of call a challenge mode. Uh, yeah, so back in vanilla, uh, back in my day, uh, there was a dungeon called Stratholme where you could, if you completed the dungeon within forty-five minutes, and that was in, if you completed the undead side. Is it just the undead side? Yeah, it was just the undead side. It was because, just undead. Yeah, you, you could not complete there. that thing in forty-five minutes. That was impossible. 
<laughs> if you completed the undead side of Stratholme in 45 minutes, uh, it would give you... It, it, was it guaranteed to get your dungeon set, or was it... Towards your it, it was part of a quest. You had to com- you had to save the uh, you had to save the woman uh, within the forty five minute time frame, and that progressed your quest. Yep, I didn't do it. I wasn't reading. I didn't do much back then. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So there was a there was a dungeon, Stratholm, undead side. You had forty five minutes to from the beginning of the dungeon to killing the boss. If you did that in time, you saved a Argent Dawn prisoner, and that Argent Dawn prisoner allowed you to continue the quest line for your dungeon. <clears throat> Excuse me, very congested today. Uh, for your dungeon uh, one point five or your dungeon one set, mm-hmm. uh, which then was also called tier point five because it was something that you did if you were like really serious about raiding, but you really weren't because if you were serious about raiding, you just jump straight into raids. Um, and if you saved her, that progressed the quest line that upgraded your dungeon one set into your dungeon one point five set. Um, it was hard, 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 very difficult. <laughs> uh, for those of you who have not who who didn't play before the changes to Strathholm, it was a lot more busy back then. Um. There was probably half again as many mobs, maybe twice as many mobs. And it wasn't uh, as there currently so you could are. Get lost in there. You could very much get lost in there. Um, but it was it was very difficult. Uh the pulls that were required were very exact. Um, so it was very necessary to have somebody that knew how to pull the dungeon, which is very similar to how it is nowadays, where you know, for a mythic plus dungeon or uh, shooting for a specific achievement in a dungeon where it's like, oh, you have to complete it in the 30 minutes or whatever. Having somebody that knows the pulls and knows how to execute the pulls and knows where to go correctly and how much they can deal with is very important. So that kind of represents the first of these so-called challenge modes that could have existed in WoW. Um, that um, I don't think there was anything else. Was it actually was really timed? Like challenge mode. Yes, it was time. You, had a, was a you had a debuff. You had a debuff that was applied to you. Okay. Uh, I think the debuff actually came later, though. It was just a number at the top of the, dun- the top of the dungeon, and plus at the very start, Baron Riverdale said something, and when he killed her, he said something else. So you knew when yeah, you came around. In the beginning, there was no timer specifically for it. Uh, towards ca- getting heading towards Cataclysm in BC and Wrath, I think they added a debuff that showed the time that you had to go. But uh, in the beginning, it was just you had to have somebody running a stopwatch. Is that something that you can do now? Yes. No. Well, the 45-minute strat you can still technically do because you can time yourself and do, oh, hey, I'll do 45 strat in 45 minutes, considering that strat takes like five minutes to clear nowadays. <sighs> yeah. Um, but no, the dungeon point, the dungeon point, uh, the tier point five and the, or the dungeon 1.5, the dungeon one or dungeon two set quest line no longer exists. I see. That was removed in Cataclysm, I believe. I believe okay. it was removed in Wrath when they removed, because when they moved Nax, didn't they remove a lot of stuff for Stratholm anyway? No, it was when they updated Stratholm as a new dungeon. All right, okay. Which I don't remember when Strath was updated. That I want to say it was actually Mop. That would have been Cataclysm. It was, ca- it was either Mop or Cataclysm is when they updated Strath. It was Cataclysm when they split uh, it. Uh, well, no, not the split, the update. But whatever. Uh, yeah. BC really didn't have a whole lot of what you would consider a challenge mode. It, there were no 
like timed runs or anything like that, as far as I know. Yeah, the ch- the challenge for BC was kind of the introduction of heroic modes, which was a natural progression path, but there wasn't anything like st- standing out. Okay, this is unique and special for challenge, you know? Stand in this fire to activate the hidden gym. Yeah, there's nothing like that, really. So we're going to go ahead and jump straight over into Wrath of the Lich King, which I think you're maybe a little bit more familiar with, Chris. Oh, and angry with still to this day. <clears throat> so the one that I'm going to talk about and get out of the way because it will fill me with undying rage is the undying and immortal achievements that were uh, part of the revamped Nax Ramus uh, for level te- for uh, level 80. Not 82. Was it 82? 85. 85. It wasn't 85. It was 80. It was 80. The Undying was uh, Nax 10. Uh, the Immortal was Nax 25. Um, the entire role of this this, this uh, achievement was to complete each boss on the set difficulty without any member of your raid group dying. Which wasn't hard. Which wasn't, it wasn't hard. hard. It really wasn't. But... Being the era that it was, you know, internet was still a little shoddy in some places. Being the so. era that was, you had myself, a healer, and a DPS three manning a twenty-five man boss because people couldn't move because people didn't know how to do the dance. Uh, well, you know, also I'm just I'm still talking. <laughs> I'm sorry, like general, there were issues, you know, just with. Uh, you know, the internet at that point, uh, reliable connections, the servers being reliable. No, I agree with that. I completely agree with that. I'm still pissed to this day that I didn't get that mount or that title. <laughs> okay, buddy. It's okay. Don't worry. Deep, deep and breaths. Uh... And that's a whole other thing that we'll talk about later is the fucking the, the drakes. Mm-hmm. The black drakes. We're going to talk about we're the black proto drakes. We're going to talk about that when we get down a little bit further. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it was interesting. Like the Undying and the Immortal were nobody gave a shit about them at the time but then once they said these will be removed when ulduar comes out no they didn't no 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 remember they didn't even say they were going to be removed they just removed them oh shit yeah they, they gave it like a week of notice there was like week a week notice. notice and then they just removed them that pissed us off because we'd already done our lockout for the week <sighs> we were trying to get the achievement like we actually wanted to get it because it was like the last one we needed for the meta, because it was part of the meta initially, and then they removed mm-hmm. that. Um, so once <laughs> once um, they had done it, we had already done. It. Once they announced it, we had already done our lock for the week, and mm-hmm. our one guy, one guy, who I still speak to to this day, and I love him dearly, but one guy. Rude is over on the on the dance fight. He lagged and disconnected and died, and we were it was so frustrating. Yep. <sighs> okay, so that was like the first real experience a lot of people had with challenge modes coming into Lich King because that was that was very much a challenge. It was you know you don't die at all mm-hmm. during boss fights. That was that was a big deal, um, especially with the dearth of res mechanics that they introduced with lich king with with all the uh battle reses and everything going out at that point you know it was it was something interesting um so another one uh we're gonna go and talk about death and attempt counters so icc and trial of the crusader yeah 
ICC is a little bit different because that actually locked you out completely from the end boss. Yep. But TOC's counters did the same thing. But with TOC, if you completed it with all of your with with no deaths or attempt attempts lost, you actually got a mount. Yep. And I believe a title. Yep. Uh so that was annoying because you inevitably dealt with the, the worst PvP combination you could during the arena fight. Every time in Trial yep. of the Crusader. Yep. Every or time. Or Trial of the Champion. Was uh, it, Trial was it Crusader of the or Champion? Crusader was the dungeon. Yeah, the it was Trial Champion of the Crusader. was the dungeon. Yeah. So it was really interesting, but there were a lot of mechanics that could just fuck you over in that that made it real difficult to get to the very end with no loss of death or attempts. Especially when they had the Resto Druid on the PvP team. Trank, Trank, oh Trank, Trank, God. Trank. That was one of those fights where you were actively, you used every single raid marker you had. That's one. Used every single raid marker. You used engineering flares. You put down feasts. You did everything you possibly could to mark out whose target was You put on your PvP gear because resilience actually worked in that fight. Mm -hmm. You put on PvP gear for a PvE raid. It was weird. (laughs) Because you needed the resilience to reduce the CC that the uh, opponents were throwing out at you. It was so weird. It was a really fun fight when you weren't trying to do that. But it was so Mm -hmm. freaking weird. Yep. I actually need to go back in there and just do that again for shits and giggles someday. Yeah, same. Um, so you had those. There is one and... that I want to mention that's not on the list just because mm-hmm. it took so long for it to actually get done. It's part of the normal progression path, but it's so unique that it needs to be mentioned. Um, okay. Yog set on no lights. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No light Yog. Yeah. No light yeah, Yog. Yeah. So the way that the Yogs are on fights works is for every one of the keepers that you've killed, you can ask them to assist you during the fight or you can ask them not to. Um, and I believe it was four all the way down to null, correct? Four. Yeah, four lights uh, and then uh, no lights. History lesson, no lights wasn't actually completed until Throne, uh, until Trial of the Crusader was nearly done. Mm-hmm. No lights was such a difficult and vastly tuned uh, encounter that it was still main content until ICC came out. That's two tiers of a difference. Well, that was the funny thing is that they had to move the Valinir quest line from zero to one light. Yep. If I remember correctly, Valinir was originally intended to be no light, uh, no lights in the darkness, but they had to move it up to one light in the darkness because of the difficulty involved with doing it without any of the keepers. So that's just something that I wanted to mention because although it's part of normal, the basic raid progression for Ulduar, it is also one of the most difficult encounters that Blizzard have ever designed. If not yeah. the most difficult encounter Blizzard ever designed. It's it's one of the... It's very much up there. It's very incredibly up there. Uh, the last one we're going to talk about for Lich King is uh, Algalon the Observer, uh, which was the special bonus boss you could unlock in uh, Ulduar. Ulduar. Sorry, I just blanked out for a Everything's second Everything's happening in Ulduar. Uh, Ulduar. <laughs> Everything happened in Ulduar, which, uh, wink, wink, Ulduar was really well designed, guys. Best raid in the room ever. Um, <laughs> Best raid ever, Was that guys. the one that you guys had to spend, like, a year and a half in? No, that was ICC. No. Ulduar actually felt like it went way too fast. Like, yeah. from Ulduar to TOC. I wish Ulduar, Ulduar was I felt like it went it way was. too long. 
Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, Ulduar, you had a special boss at the very end, Algalon the Observer, which was a celestial guardian uh, of the Titans, and it was this whole wild-ass fight, and it was really actually difficult, and it actually did have attempts on it all, so I think you had like 10 attempts before it locked out or something like that. I think it was like 15 or um, something, but yeah, close. Yeah, you had a number of attempts before you were locked out of it. So the really interesting, the challenge mode part of Algalon was that if you had a max level raid, so at, for the time it was level 80, and everybody's eye level, I think it was under like 256 two, two or something? or two, something like that. It was close to that. This is like 250, 260, 270, something like that. Everybody's eye level had to be at or below that. So none of your gear could be higher level gear. It had to all have come from Ulduar, basically, or lower. And if you beat him, you got a title, which is Herald of the Titans, uh, which is fucking awesome. It's a fantastic title. It's one of my favorite titles in the game that I don't own. But which really pisses me. you can still go and do it nowadays. It is still obtainable. I just never found a group because before, before Cross Realm and everything, it was difficult. You had to roll on a server. Yep that had a group that was active that was doing it. Hmm. And then you had to level a character up to 80. Then you had to go and get all the gear on your own. You had to get all the best gear you possibly could get for that because it, it, the fight was tuned very difficult in a very difficult fashion. Hmm. So it, it's a very tight fight. It's a very well-designed, very tight fight. So, But if you do have a level 80 and you do want to still do that, it is still an achievement that is obtainable today. Does it have to be level 80? Has to be level eight. Yes, has to be eye level two sixty, I believe. Could be a little lower. I'm not 260 sure. Two sixty or two sixty six or something like um, that. But you can do that. All you have to do is get to eighty, lock your XP in Stormwind or Orgrimmar, respectively, grind the gear mm-hmm. with a group uh, of people who want this achievement, and go and do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it is just the problem. A lot of the times is finding the other nine people for the ten man run. Yep. Like if you don't have a group already set up for it, like you 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 haven't joined a group that does this. Oh, it's like oh guys, yeah, five of us. We love doing this, so we just make new characters and we just go and do this like every six months or something. Um, if you don't have a group like that, uh, you can't do it really. Yeah, it's a lot more difficult. But there's always groups on places like MMO Champion and Reddit that are trying to put together to do a Herald of the Titans run. So mm. if you have the patience, you can do it. What about Kata? Um, Huh? What about Kata? Kata? I don't really know. I didn't really play all of Kata, but uh, Chris, I think, knows something the about it. The only one I remember is a death, uh, a death and attempt counter with the Sinestra fight. I'm, I, I, I think that, I think that is the case. I could be talking out my ass, but as far as I remember, Sinestra, which was the uh, heroic only end boss of. Um, Ba- we, we agreed Bastion. We, think it was Bastion. we agreed Bastion we of think Twilight. It was Bastion? <laughs> uh, had a death think counter. It was Bastion? Uh, uh, had an attempt counter. And you would get locked out if depending on how many times you died or wiped on her. I, I believe that was the case. Not 100%. But I'm, I'm pretty confident that is the case because I think it's also the only heroic only boss for Cataclysm, yes? I believe so, yes. Like didn't 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 Deathwing have nope Deathwing didn't have uh, counters didn't Deathwing didn't have attempt counters because Deathwing was just garbage. 
I thought would Madness the, had counters. Would the th- um, attempt counter reset each week? It resets each week. Yes. Yeah. It's a weekly reset. Yes. But you know, then you had to balance that fact of okay, do we do we really want to re-clear this? We have like ten attempts left. Do we really want to re-clear this whole raid? Do we need anybody need tier? Anybody need tier? Does anyone uh, need no? tier? No. no. Okay, no. we're going for the world for Sinestra. We're we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and re- re- redo the uh re- reset the lockout. We're gonna re- redo the lockout. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hmm. So it was ah oh, god, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um. Uh, Cataclysm, yeah, not a whole lot going on. But we then move over to Mists of Pandaria, right, which is where the namer, which is where the naming trope for this comes from, which is the challenge modes, which were the speed runs for five man. Yep. Um, which were just standard five man dungeons with your eye level scaled to a Min max with the difficulty boosted uh, up significantly with the difficulty jacked up, and you basically were running a time trial. You were trying to see who ran it first, which really ultimately just ended up being who had the most rogues with conceal. Mm, no, I will disagree with that. Our group did have a rogue, but that was it. We had one rogue to go. when we did our challenge modes. Uh, it was myself and our shaman healer. We had a monk tank. We had a rogue, a mage. And I want to say Death Knight. Yes, Sudden was there. Death Knight. And that was our team. That was our composition. And we cleared everything on gold uh, from Mr. Pandaria. We didn't do it until near the end of the expansion when we were on our downtime between expansions. But it was some of the funnest. It was one of the funnest experiences I've ever had in World of Warcraft, doing those challenge modes with, the, with, the, with that group of people. It was such a great thing. I loved it. And I can't say so, that it's not a thing anymore. Was this when they started doing eye level scaling? This was the first real eye level scaling. Hmm. And uh, that was just to level the playing field. It was to it was it was to take out it was to take out the whole concept of you can just outgear this. It was to take out anything that was just if I get okay, so okay, so we're in the Mogashan tier right now. If I wait and go into Throne of Thunder, we'll get more gear and we can jump in and do it a little easier. That wasn't a thing. I see. Uh, it was scaled down to baseline eye level for Mr. Pandaria. Uh, your stats were all normalized. It was just pure, unadulterated skill and class balance. You mm. had to bring the right classes. You had to know what you needed. You had to bring correct pots. Uh, we. This is when invisibility pots became such a big thing in World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. This was the birth of the invisibility pot usage. Uh, no, sir. I argue with that okay. because of the, uh, what was it, the first boss of Serpent Shrine. Okay, no, I'll give it that, I'll give it that, I'll give it that, I'll give it that. But so for a long time after that, it was. wasn't really a thing. You didn't use them for any purpose, no. Mr. Pandaria made the invisibility pots mainstream because you got them in Mist challenge modes, Warlord challenge modes, and even in Legion for Mythic Pluses. I... I was using invisibility pots before they were cool. Yes, so. you're a hipster. We get it. <laughs> so um, um, I did do something in MOP that was like a challenge thing for healing in some kind of a temple. What was that? That was the Proving Grounds. Proving that grounds. was the introduction of the Proving Grounds, which in itself was a challenge. I don't. I can't believe we missed off Proving Grounds. Well, there was there was a challenge mode for the Proving yeah, Grounds. Yeah, it was. You're doing it wrong. Bronze, silver, <laughs> bronze, silver, gold, and then gold 10, 20, and thirty. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the you're doing it wrong achievement. There's a you're doing it wrong achievement? Yep. 
Yes, oh, that is achieved yes, bronze yes. <laughs> in a challenge in a spec not appropriate for that so, challenge. Uh, so like a healer doing the DPS challenge and succeeding it. <laughs> Correct, on the bronze level. I forgot yes. about that. That's still a thing. You can still go back and do that. I might go back and do that at some point. It's still hard as balls. I'm the pretty one thing, confident my Demon Hunter could do it. I tried this when I was in... Um, well, it was during Warlords of Drainer. I tried to do the healing gold. Um, and like I did bronze and silver pretty easily. But and then I went I went back and watched a video of someone doing it on gold. And they were using a spell that they had taken out of the game for a holy priest. Which was like a greater heal spell. And I just ran out of mana every time. So you need to remember that these were designed the challenge the, the proven girls were designed to miss the pandaria they were never redesigned for warlords of draenor or even for legion with the class redesigns healing got a dramatic overhaul when it came to warlords of draenor mm-hmm. um so it was a completely different system that you were trying to use an outdated system on mm. um, yeah which because initially, when they brought out the Proving Grounds for Warlords, they said, yep, we're going to redesign them. It's going to be Warlords-themed. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And then they, we just got the Wrath of the, the Mr. Pandaria Proving Grounds again. I see. Um, and on that segue, we'll talk a little bit about Warlords, but the less said, the better. Yeah. It was basically the exact same thing as the mob challenger modes. Literally the, the copy and paste. It was just new dungeons, but the same thing. And the dungeons weren't even that great anyway. <laughs> and uh, then it takes us to uh, our most recent bit of information, which is uh, Legion, the artifact challenge weapon. Which Kevin and I both got this week. Yeah, I have not. And I don't know if I'm actually going to or not. Um, but a big, a big point on the artifact challenge weapons, just like the challenge modes uh, for Miss and Warlords, they will be going away when Battle for Azeroth comes out. So if you haven't got mm-hmm. them yet them and you really, really want them, get them because they are all really pretty. Like genuinely, they are stunning in look. So 100% get them. Mm-hmm. The transmogs will live on in your hearts. No, they won't. <laughs> Um, so yeah, these are geared towards, you know, healing. I think there's one per like healing, one for DPS, one for tank. Not Not entirely. entirely. There are specific scenarios to, for certain like healers that, well, all the healers I think have the same one, but like certain DPS, there's a range DPS one and a melee DPS one. And then there's like specific, is there two separate tank ones or just the one? There's one for tanks. It's like one for tanks, one for healers, and like three for DPS. Or Which, by like the that. way, I stand by the fuck bear druids because they have that. They got that shit easy. Like every, the day that came mm-hmm. out, bear druids had their their skin because it was easy as shit for them. So screw thrash, all of you. Thrash, 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 thrash. <laughs> yeah. Screw all of you, especially you, Arlie, just because you're the only bear druid I know. <laughs> That's not nice, and I think it took her a few attempts too. I don't think it was a cakewalk. And the healing one definitely was a cakewalk cake. comparative. It, cake it's a cakewalk comparative. comparative. Like paladins have one of the hardest times with uh with uh the challenge. Challenge mode appearance. Like ch- paladins are by far one of the hardest ones to deal with. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so disc has its own yeah. one. Okay. And that makes sense because disc is not a true, you know, healing like um holy is. But the thing that yeah. kind of bothered me about this for Holy was that, like, 
I had to use a bunch of like shackle on dead spells that I don't typically use. And it was just like, why should I be like trying to figure out if I can interrupt a spell on a healing challenge? Wait, so you had to use your, you had to actually use your spells and perform your class at a high level. But it was like, (gasps) no, God, how, how is that like helping me in a raid or helping me with a mythic plus? You should know how to use your goddamn shackle. Shackle Undead is used. Holy shit, you useless son of a bitch. Shackle Undead is one of the best CCs. It is a hard CC for what, like a minute? With barely any cast time, be cast on any undead mob. If you're you're in Blackroot Cold and you're not using Shackle Undead, I will fucking cut you. You are not using Shackle Undead. I've used it like a few times. But like, useless shit. Most of the time I'm with AoE damage. DPS, so it's like yeah. When you get up to when freaking you're trying to a mythic 20, 15, when your key is twenty. But here's the thing: it's not even that. Shackle and Dead can not only is it just a hard CC, you can use it as an interrupt. But the, yes, that's yes. the best way to use it is as an so, interrupt. Yeah, I mean that was the thing. Like I couldn't get past the first stage unless I figured out how to use that perfectly and like not get mana burned and you know, I don't know. It was just odd for holy i think you're bad at video games i know <laughs> i got the goddamn weapon i'm done with it <laughs> learn how to shackle undead all right so um how are you gonna survive 15 kara without shackling one of morose's people uh, i don't know we just use the traps all. they run out though they only have a set duration so you're gonna have to learn to shackle undead something okay all right, let's move on to what do we like or not like about how these events are set up. I don't like people who don't shackle undead. <laughs> I hate people who can't use all their abilities. <laughs> I'm going to use um, my ability but, on you. Uh, um, I love I'm crap. pretty spooky, I know. I mean, I like the fact um, that it, you can do something outside of just normally doing a dungeon or a raid and feel like you have done it, you know, you've accomplished something. That's the I, one thing that yeah. I really like about these things. I like the shinies that you get from it. The 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 mounts, the transmog, stuff that's collectible and just unique to that event or unique to that um, mode or difficulty or just whatever it is you're doing. Something that's interesting and shiny. I like that. Yep. And it's um, recognizable to other mm-hmm. players, right? Like they see that and they know you've done something special or done something unique that other players haven't done. Yeah. But like, um, what about being able to go back to, you know, some of these old expansions and do these things over again? I know that some of them you can do some of them you can't do. Um, what do you guys think about that? The inconsistency is the biggest issue. I agree. Inconsistency is the biggest issue. It's either one; it should be one way or the other. You can either go back and do it. You should be able to go back and do, or you can't go back Mm -hmm. and do it. It should be one or the other. You should either be able to go back and do all the old shit, or you shouldn't be able to go back and do any of the old shit. Agreed. One way or the other. I have made it very clear before that I hate time limited shit, and I have made it very clear that I like stuff being locked into their own expansion, i.e., the challenge modes for MOP. You can only get them during MOP. And, mm-hmm. and I think that but, like some of the things that were around before I started playing 
and I can't get them. I don't necessarily like, I can't go back and do those things. I mean, with, with how level scaling works these days, there's no reason for us not to be able to go back and do mop challenge modes or go back and do exactly. the undying. Now, I would agree if level scaling was put into place where you would be scaled down to level 80 and the eye level scaling was still in effect, then yeah, let people go back and do it. But until level until that is actually a thing i'm glad they've kept it out because it's a set that i have that not a lot of people have and i'm very proud of that shaman tier set that i have fuck you i know (laughs) and so is there something special for a you know a transmog or amount that you think you should or shouldn't be able to go back and do those things i think we should should be able to go go dying I think we should be able to go get our fucking undying goddamn title. <laughs> but uh, no, genuinely, but, and it's not because it was taking out. Because if it, if we knew it was getting taken out, then fine. Okay, we had our time to do it. That's that. But we were given a week's notice. If we were get, I, I don't know if it was a week, but it was a very we short. We were given of time. practically no notice to get this done. If they had mm. actually given us a good amount of notice that this was happening, people would have focused on it more. And I think it's good that they that they've said that you know the challenge modes in uh, Legion are going to be closing after Legion's over and after BOA's out. And we've had we've got or, they've given us at least six months to a year notice on that, right? If not longer, depend. No, they were very clear when challenge modes came out that it was not something that was going to carry forward past Legion. Okay, so we've had a, we've had a year and a half to two years notice on this. So it's yeah, not that's it, enough notice. If it's not something that we're going to be pissed or pissed that it's gone gone because we knew it was something we were very much aware of. If we didn't do it, we weren't good enough. Or if we didn't do it, we didn't put enough time into it. Right, mm-hmm. which it's is why I've actually fault. gone back and done it exactly because I know it's going to go away. So I think we found a nice agreement here. Yep. I think we found a nice middle ground. So we always what do, do we think needs to be different about these? What do we need to change? I would like to see ch- the actual challenge modes from Mr. Pandaria return. We already have the the mythic versions where there's no scaling. You can outgear things and you can rush through. There's points where even in Mythic 15s, we're standing in stuff because it doesn't hurt. Because we outgear mm-hmm. it too much. I yeah. would like to see a separate mode that's the challenge mode system back. And give us those kind of rewards again. I like the I like the transmog rewards. My shaman looks badass, and he is always in his and he's always in his uh, challenge mode transmog, and he looks amazing, and I love it. And I would I would love to keep that um, going forward. That's something I want to see come back. Yeah, I think something that mm-hmm. isn't timed, like a mythic plus dungeon, but is still hard, and then you know add in the item scaling, like the challenge mode would be a cool thing. I think, you know, people get anxiety about things that are timed. I think right? for it to actually be a challenge though, the time would have to come in, come into it. Because if it's if there's no time limit, you can take six hours in this dungeon, you're still gonna get the rewards for say someone who's done it in an hour. I guess like doing something like what I did in EverQuest where there was just really hard dungeons that weren't timed, it still felt like an accomplishment to get through it, you know? And like every pull was meticulous and 
It is kind of like raiding, yeah. I mean, that's what raiding, no, literally, that's what raiding in dungeons used to be back in the day. You had to pull meticulously. You had to CC meticulously. If you didn't, then you just weren't a good raider. You were, you were dead. Right. So essentially, you want raiding to come back to how it used to be. Or to have something on a dungeon scale like that, where, you know, maybe it's only five people instead of 20 or 15 so or whatever. Dungeons, dungeons were, like, were like, that like that too. So you want dungeons to be like how they were used to be. It would be nice to make be able dungeons to have something great again. Make dungeons like that. great again. Yeah, make dungeons great again. I agree. <laughs> make them feel difficult. <laughs> make dungeons great again. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice that you can up the difficulty by adding all of these little, you know, tricks or whatever you call them. The uh, affixes. The affixes. But like, I don't know, just adding some kind of a gimmick where you get a quake under your feet is not, you know, doesn't always like make it seem harder. In fairness, volcanic can be a bitch. That one we move out of because yes. that one that one does hurt. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. Instead of just scaling the you know difficulty of the dungeon, they're adding all these little affixes and adding a timer, and it's just I don't know. Why can't they just make it hard? But they are scaling the difficulty that. of the dungeon because the the dungeon difficulty scales up with the keys it does get harder as they scale up they do more damage they have more health they take you have to do more healing so the dungeon difficulty is scaling up as they add these effects on which is adding another layer of difficulty it's just because there's no scaling for to the gear or something like that you can still outgear it and i'm not yeah. saying that out, out gearing is a bad thing but keep uh, what, I, what i would like to see is them keeping up with it because they've been really good on the, in this expansion with keeping five-man dungeons relevant keeping dungeons difficult and mm-hmm. keeping the challenge there but it, it still gets to that point near the end of a tier or even right now where it's in the start middle of a tier it's that difficulty curve is significantly going down because of the gearing curve right and, you know, the other thing is, if, you, if you've kept up with the rewards from the Mythic Dungeons, that in general, you know, keeps Mythic Dungeons easier, relatively speaking, than if you weren't getting a, you know, I got like a 970 piece this week or whatever. I mean, that kind of stuff, if you do it regularly enough, you know, you can be pretty decently geared to keep pushing higher levels. Oh yeah, like just do just doing mythics. I geared my I geared my demon hunter in like maybe three days. Yeah. So the so, gearing I mean, curve is like great yeah. this expansion. I just want the difficulty curve to keep up. Yeah, I mean, what I'm looking for is something like what you're explaining as a challenge mode, where you lock the gear level, you make it harder, but you don't necessarily add a bunch of gimmicks. I don't know. Yeah, I can agree with that. All right. I think we're about done here, guys. What do y'all think? Do you think we've uh, kind of beaten this topic this to death? This topic has just filled me with nostalgia, and I want to play Mr. Pandaria again. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to play Mess again. Sucks to be I know. you. It's my favorite expansion. <laughs> oh, I'm Chris. I'm crying. Um, any final thoughts on the topic, Kevin? Um, I think they definitely definitely need to continue to explore doing this and tweaking it in um, Battle for Azeroth, um, and give us some you know some more challenge to do outside of just you know the normal dungeons and the normal raids. All right, all right, Chris. Final thoughts. Yeah, um, 
they need I think they should take a look back at what worked in the past. There's been very successful challenge systems in the game throughout its life cycle. Take what worked and expand upon it. You already have a really good system that keeps dungeons relevant. Give us a system that gives us more challenge as well as keeping them relevant because mythic dungeons worked. You know, try it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and they've been working out really well. The, the one thing that I wanted to add to that, Gavril, was that um, this needs to be looked at, I think, to fix some of the problems that we're having with like pugging and people saying like, oh, well, you need to have a certain you know, Raider score, or you have to have completed a certain level. There's of literally nothing grounds. you can do. There's nothing there's you can do about that. That's the community. Blizzard has that is no the control player. Over that. that is the community. Well, there's literally not a damn thing you can do about that. And this is something that Chris and I have been bitching about for since Wrath of the Lich King at a minimum. When didn't everything they try was... to do that with proving grounds by saying no, like they tried I've noticed the, you can roll no. over the person's name and it says like this person's done bronze proving, silver or gold proving grounds made things worse it was supposed to <laughs> yeah it was supposed to be like a quick and easy way for you to determine if somebody was competent at their role oh they've got gold on their on on their cutest tank okay they're going to be fantastic it doesn't proving work ground made things worse like, people just look at your fucking eye level they look at your eye level they look at how many fucking raid bosses you've killed they look at what your mythic progression is and that's it like it, it doesn't matter. It the community is shit and the community is stupid and Blizzard. which goes contradicts completely with what we've said before that the community is the reason why I keep playing. Well, no, <laughs> our community is the reason why we keep playing. There's a difference there. The, the general, general population is why we don't is why like we playing. don't like the general populace. <laughs> yeah. um, mm. There's really, unfortunately, Kevin, like that kind of stuff. That is all just stuff that. It's all driven by the community. It's driven by the players, and there's not a whole lot Blizzard can do about it, unfortunately. Hmm. So if 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 someone was queuing for a dungeon that you were doing, and you saw like you know that they had their artifact challenge weapon, would that like do anything? Wouldn't matter. No, wouldn't mean shit to me. Wouldn't okay. mean shit. I'm just wondering. I, 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 yeah, no, that kind of stuff doesn't mean anything to me. It's like. Me, personally, I don't give a flying fuck. As long as you meet the minimum eye-level requirement I ask for, I don't care what, what you do. As long as you're okay. not like completely undergeared for the dungeon, I'll take you. If you're complete garbage, yeah. I won't take you for long, but I'll take you. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. If I have to kick you, I have to kick you, but I mean, I'm going to give you a fair shake. You get a boss. If you fuck up between pool and that boss, oh well, bye. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. That was it. Um, okay. Um, I don't really have any final thoughts. Uh, Chris, do you have any don't do that this week? Or perhaps a do that? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm happy. All right. Kevin? I have a do that this week. Um, I was just doing some random world quests today, and I saw someone who was leveling. They were like 103. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I just like randomly gave him a stack of like plus... 375 crit food just for funsies. I was like, here, have a buff. So they're just gonna flip that on the auction house. Yeah, they're just gonna flip that on the auction house. <laughs> Although speaking of here, it have was, a buff, are you, know. you guys not excited that raid buffs are coming back? <laughs> no. I am super thrilled I'm about that, so honestly. Excited. I mean, it's bad it's like, enough making it, it, sure people eat food. Dude, it it's it's flavorful. That's the reason I like it is because it's flavorful. 
It's like, hey, we're buying it's like up. Back and, in the yeah. day, literally, as a priest, I would just run past people here, farted, farted, farted. Here, have fort, farted. here, have fort, have fort, have spirit. Ooh, you have spirit? Awesome. Give me spirit, you get a dude, please. You I think get a fortitude. Everyone gets a fortitude. The, the one thing that I think ruined this for me was when you had clarity in EverQuest, which gave you a mana um, buff. Like, you could regenerate mana faster, and, like, it would take you 30 minutes to regenerate your mana pool. So, like, people would, you know, bug people and annoy them just to get this. They would pay gold for the buff. It was ridiculous. People used to do that for uh, certain buffs, too. I don't know. I don't like it. Literally, everyone turns into Oprah when buffs are around. I mean, the thing is... You get a divine spirit. You get a divine spirit. The problem (laughs) is that I have with this is, like, you feel like you need that, and then it just becomes baseline. You know? That's what they tried to do, but the problem was is that it kills player interaction. One of the issues that we they've done to over buttons. the years... Mm. One of the issues that they've it's had over I the need. years is more that they've, they've talked more about bringing the player, not the class. Well, why the fuck am I going to play this class if this class does the exact same thing? I like to play this class, but this class has got better utility in the end. Why the fuck am I going to play that class? Exactly. What, whatever happened to bring the player, not the class? It, that's a shit idea. It's a really bad idea. <laughs> it's a shit idea because that just encourages homogeny. Uh, it takes between the classes. It takes unique aspects from one class and gives it to three other classes, like bloodlust. That was a shaman only thing. No, you leather workers can do it, mages can do it, and even hunters can fucking do it if they have a core hound. I was okay with I was okay with drums because drums is a lesser version of bloodlust. I'm okay with drums, lesser version. I'm okay with drums. Time warp and friends, ancient hysteria. I am a hunter. Mm, no yeah no, i am a no, hunter no. and even um, i'm saying it's a shaman thing why am i bloodlusting yeah. well um, i foresee a show in our future talking about buffs uh where chris and i are just masturbating over the thought of having all the buffs the, back yeah. yep where i get to be oprah again i'm so excited <laughs> i'm okay with this all right <laughs> um my don't do that is actually a do that this week it's um Make Eldrathalus great again and uh, build the dire wall. <laughs> Whatever that means. I okay. love you. <laughs> um, so that is going to be it for our show this week, folks. To talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at CTC. Mr. Kevin over here is at SwingCat with AK. Mr. Chris is at Akari underscore Magnets, A-K-A-R-I underscore M-A-G. I myself am at Gavril. That's two I's, one L underscore E-T. You can also email the show at AzerothCTC at gmail.com. You can view our website at www.AzerothCTC.com. Shoot us a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you may find your podcasts of choice. We'd love to hear from you. Please, please, please interact with us. We are so, so lonely. Say goodbye, boys. Bye, boys. Bye.